We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13. Maybe inappropriate for children under 13. Uh, w- w- would you like to try to give him a call on Skype right now and see if he'll actually come on? Just ad lib. Um, not really. All right, well, we'll skip him altogether. <laughs> All right then. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. I am your host, Mike Gottlieb, and with me, as always, is Andrew Laird. Andrew, uh, good thing this is not a full uh, review podcast because, good lord, was it a great week for Chelsea, even though they drew during the midweek game fixtures. Uh, your reaction? Uh, that's my reaction. It was somehow great for Chelsea, despite the draw. I mean, Man City crept up a little bit, but. They're pretty much out of it anyway, but yeah, Arsenal totally laying the egg. Yeah, uh, it was anyway. So I, I I told you earlier today uh, to remind me to tell. I was just about to remind you. Yeah, so 
I um, all right. So er, earlier this week, um, I was in a heated discussion with uh, team members of mine in my day job, and we were in this heated argument about something really. It was kind of important, but not really. And then at the end of the basically long story short, and I had not seen anything during the midweek fixtures, right? Which is probably why I was so irritable. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I didn't get to see anything. I couldn't follow it on Twitter or anything. And randomly, I just kind of like turned to the wall and there were like pictures of random people on the wall. And I just started yelling at those random people and pointed to them on the wall. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. And then, of course, I randomly look down at Twitter like a couple hours later and Joe's and I see like a I see a notification. It's like Jose Mourinho tells employee tells uh, like press members to tell the truth when mm. describing the zero zero draw <laughs> between Manchester United and uh, and Hull. So accidentally, I became Jose Mourinho in my day job. And I don't know whether to be super proud of that as a manager no. or super ashamed of that as a manager. Yeah, there's I'm not sure you can get much feeling of proudness from that well did you put. kick a water bottle as well <laughs> there were no water bottles to kick no. however i almost did put my hands on a fourth referee so <laughs> arson wenger and uh well, and done. well done uh there was something else i was that you didn't necessarily ask me to remind you about but i'm going to remind you anyway that we are a finalist for an award no we are not finalists for an award you are is. a finalist for an award. <clears throat> um, yeah, so for the second year in a row, the Fantasy Soccer Podcast was a finalist for the FSWA's Podcast of the Year. It came out like a week and a half ago, and I think we've done two or three podcasts since, and we keep forgetting about it, or you're ignoring it. Um, uh -huh. Mike's a little <laughs> bitter because uh, because I'm the full-time employee at Rotowire. My name was on the announcement. Um, and it's not, and it's not because my only... name was left out. All the other people that I was just about to say, I'm also the only out. one who's on every podcast. Um, but yes, I, I'm not sure which one was submitted. I have no idea how many they actually listen to. It's kind of a weird um, award because they make a very big deal that the FSWA, which is the Fantasy Sports Writers Association, that their awards are based off of quality writing. Uh, they kind of they made a um, somebody was asking kind of why certain people won or why they weren't finalists or whatever. And they were like, well, these are writing awards. It's not necessarily who has the biggest following it's, or who has the best, you know, picks every week. It's the best writing for the year. And somehow they've decided to add a podcast in there, which is the definition of not writing. Um, so I don't know well, the definition of quality. Uh, uh, maybe, <laughs> uh, but anyway, so thank you for everybody for listening and uh, we'll find out in five days whether or not we win. I will be hanging on my Twitter just to find out because that's where they announce these things. Yes. Well, they do a show on, on XM now uh, announcing them all. So there's that. But, um, yeah, we'll see. We're, they actually split out the baseball and football podcasts so that uh, the one soccer one didn't make all those guys feel bad when they when it beats them. So. We'll see. They still don't have a soccer writing award, but they claim maybe next year. Yeah, like the Cubs winning the World Series. It can happen. It can, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Proof in the pudding. All right, we have vamped enough. Let's move on to game week 24. Speaking of your Arsenal, Roto speaking of Chelsea, yes, the Roto Classico is on for this weekend. Uh, Arsenal 
the most famous victory of their season thus far has definitely been their three nil drubbing of Chelsea mm-hmm. uh, at at the Emirates. But this time it's at the bridge and the two teams could not be playing any more differently than they were on that fateful day. I want to say in August. I wouldn't say Arsenal is playing significantly differently, um, but that that game certainly turned things around for Chelsea. That I believe it was at halftime, right? That um, it was September twenty. It was our birthday. That's right. It was. It was, it was September twenty. How, how could I forget the um, Royal Classical <clears throat> birthday special? That's right. That's right. Somehow our heads didn't explode. Um, the yeah, the Antonio Conte went to the back three uh, at halftime of that game. Uh, it, and you know it worked they didn't give up any goals in the second half but uh, I believe that was the last time we saw Bronislav Ivanovic in Premier League play um, now, yep, and, and now he's in Russia <laughs> that's correct they they almost va- vanished him to Siberia since <laughs> it was very close yeah as close as they could have come yeah but yeah the, uh, uh, it was, I mean it was a happy day it was a happy day we brought in a young player and got rid of Bronislav Ivanovic and uh, we also seemed to, we also got rid of John Obi Mikel. So this is this has been just a, a real just you know uh, uh, nipple tingling uh, transfer set, set of transfer windows for me. Hmm. Okay, okay. Um, but yeah, I assume this game will be much different. I actually think that Chelsea like basically reverses the scoreline in this one. Uh, I doubt it because I don't think that I, I think if if Arsenal let up one or two goals, they'll just. The, uh, Arsene Wenger will keep that in his mind. Like, no, we are not losing by the same score. Well, he's you not. Lose, not he's not the there. Um, oh, that's right. That's right. We can, oh, let's talk about that. How much <laughs> of a difference do you think that actually makes? Uh, I think it makes less of a difference uh, than the fact that Arsenal have nobody to play next to Francis Coquelin. Um, Granit Xhaka is suspended. Mohamed El Nenny made it to the final of the uh, Africa Cup of Nations with Egypt, and Aaron Ramsey is hurt. And Santi Cazorla obviously has been hurt the whole time. So, out March, I what's that? I thought he was out till March. Yeah, at least I, I, I bet he doesn't even play this year. Um, so, last week um, or three days ago, two days ago, uh, against Watford, they went down two nothing, and then Ramsey got hurt. Ramsey was responsible for one of the the two goals, and they brought on Alex Oxley Chamberlain, who is very much not a holding midfielder, and so uh, just. I'm not sure what they're going to do. Uh, they had, uh, they kind of tinkered with Callum Chambers as a defensive midfielder last year, and that didn't work. Obviously, he's not there now. But I don't know if that means they'll they'll try Gabriel at maybe they, maybe their version of Gabriel Jesus. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I don't know if Gabriel if they're comfortable pl- him playing there. They've obviously had him playing as as a right back lately because Hector Bellerin's been a little nicked up, but. Um, there's very little for me to think that Kieran Chelsea Gibbs, shouldn't be able to Kieran score Gibbs easily. theoretically could also move up there as well. I mean, there theoretically any defender could move up. Pure Murdersacker is fit, so I don't know if they could no, move. No, Pure Murdersacker cannot move up. I was, was going to say, which means... That's the one and only defender that that's cannot true. do it. I was going to say then that maybe Mustafi could move up. Um, but they're going to be playing without somebody who is in a very important position. Um, and ironically, Jack Wilshire is doing quite well over at Burnmouth and he would be the guy to take that spot. So I think quite well is putting it a little strong. He's um let me rephrase. Jack Wilshire's fit. So yes. that's a plus. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be Chelsea. 
Remember when I said that I thought that Nathan Ake could crack this lineup? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I, I laughed I, at I, you. And I did, but I didn't say it would be last week, right? I did say that over time, I thought that they would actually try to wrinkle him in. Um, I'm probably not going to be proven correct there. That's that's the way I'm going to put that. It's the same now. reason everyone's like, oh well, when Cahill struggled for one game, and everyone was getting all excited about Kurt Zuma playing. Or, I mean, this this team is absolutely dominant. There's no reason to switch things up. Well, no. I mean, that, well, to be fair, they're not. They were not dominant against Liverpool. They are dominant against the teams that they should be. Um. They weren't, they weren't dominated by Liverpool, though. I mean, no, and that's but arguably point, the best I, my, attack. Well, my point League. is to saying that they are dominant is, is, I mean, against the top tier teams in which Arsenal is, I don't think you're going to see a dominating performance. I just don't think that that's the way that that it will work. I, 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 I mean, what I said, what I said last week came to fruition about that game against Chelsea and Liverpool. Liverpool pressed. Uh, Liverpool got under the skin of Chelsea defensively. That, but it didn't. It didn't turn into an offensive just barrage. But it, I mean, it, it, they did have chances. I think Firmino missed at least two hmm. uh, really good chances. So I mean, it was. It, it, they, they definitely made made their chances. I think they had more chances than Chelsea, from what I read. I was again, I was barely able to check up on anything on Twitter even over the past couple of days. So. Um, just from what I've read, uh, I, I, it sounded like that Liverpool, if anyone deserved the three points out of that game, it was Liverpool, but it really was a 1-1 draw. And I thought that that would have been job done for Chelsea. Mm. Andy, and I mean, it could have been 2-1 with that penalty miss that Costa had. Which... Yeah, but if you're for playing what it could have, should have. Yeah. You know, obviously, obviously, that's the one that of all of them really was the closest to should have. Yes. You know, but it's, uh, you know, th- there were definitely chances on the other side too, from what I was reading. Yeah. I do want to point out something because uh, everybody was making a very big deal about N'Golo Conte, deservedly so. Um, during, or as soon as the game ended, he was credited with 14 one tackles, which is just like an absurd number. And so, you know, it, I doubt many people played him. Well, I guess maybe on FanDuel they played him, but um, 14 tackles is a very high number, and our the stats on our site um, don't lock like at the end of games. Like if if Opta goes back and corrects anything, um, we show the corrected number. And do you want to know how many he finished with after the correction? 16. Nine. He lost five tackles, which means like either the guy scoring the game was drunk or he. Maybe he was just drunk. That's dubious, a big number the, to lose. The dubious tackle committee. <laughs> yes, yes. The dubious tackle committee took five tackles, five one tackles away from N'Golo Conte. Maybe, maybe, maybe one person was drunk on alcohol and the other one was drunk on haterade. <laughs> I wish I didn't chuckle there. <laughs> yeah. I think well, okay. Spin it. Let's spin this forward to the game that's actually happening on Saturday at seven thirty in the morning yes. here. Um, I don't think this. I mean, I think that we both would have faded both teams if we actually wanted to try to select from this game because I don't know if if I don't know if you would have confidence in anybody to perform at a rate in which they would be priced if they were available to select on DraftKings. Yeah, um, we obviously I yeah, didn't play the the all day, the, and I'll say that uh, FanDuel actually has an all has a early slate. It's a seven, so it starts with this game, but there's no late swap, so you're literally going in blind for every other game on the slate, which is kind of astonishing to me. But 
Um, it's stupid. <laughs> Go ahead. Your word, not mine. Um, yeah, I don't think there's anybody. I mean, on FanDuel, maybe. I mean, although you're probably not racking up tackles or interceptions and or clearances anyway. But, uh, yeah, you're right. I probably would have faded this game. Yeah. But for this game, if anyone is playing it, I think our suggestion would still be to try not to. Yeah, I mean, if you have season-long leagues, you're obviously going to start your stars when you say this every week, right? But it, it's one of those situations where if you're talking about a daily format, this is probably not the game you should select from, from which you should select, excuse me. Uh, yeah, I think that's right. Okay. Let's go to a game where I think that there is some fantasy value, particularly on daily format. It is Watford entertaining Burnley at Vicarage Road in not London, but Watfordshire. Uh, it's uh, it's going to be an interesting game in that both teams would lull. Burnley Burnley on the road, is, as we've pointed out last week, is much different than Burnley at home. However, both teams seem to be playing better, but both <laughs> teams would definitely want to have the three points here, but what it likely means then is both teams will settle for one. Uh, I think that's probably fair. Um, Burnley... Uh, that we've we've said this kind of on the podcast uh, a few times are really really bad away from home and uh, they have one point all season uh, on the road which uh, you know that's not that good but Watford subsequently I mean Watford's still trying to bring in a few pieces they're coming off a a very big win Um, but they're not like a high shooting team like We'll get to that later because we have a DraftKings lineup and Burnley's on the slate, so everybody knows that Tom Heaton's going to be discussed. But uh, I'm just not sure this is like a, you know, a five or six save game out of him because Watford just, you know, they're still trying to pick up their pieces. Jose Olabas is out because he's suspended again, so they're kind of a bunch of a, a bunch of guys that might be able to do something. Um, what are your thoughts on Robbie Brady coming to Burnley? Love it. <clears throat> love it. Don't like it. Love it. Okay. Um, it's really only for DraftKings, though, right? No. I don't. He's a midfielder. I'm aware. That's uh, why I like it. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I would have much preferred him as a Oh, I would have preferred him as a forward. Don't get me wrong. No, as a defender. Like, you don't no. think he's going to be playing left no. back? No. Oh, okay. I thought they might play him back there. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Okay. I think they. I think they just have so many midfielders, and but and every reason to just throw him back there. But but if he, do, if, if he does play defense, then I would like him, but better on just for DraftKings. Yeah. However, I think I, I, Robbie Brady. I'm gonna. I'm gonna tell you right now. He will take their penalties. I, he'll take all. Well, I don't know if he'll take all the set pieces. I mean, he should. Uh-huh. And they've kind of been giving them to. I think like six or. Seven different guys have taken free kicks. Goodmanson's been. Joey Barton would be a possibility yep. for a free kicks. Barton took him last I, week. Yeah. So my, my no, I think it's Robbie Brady, and I think it should be. Yeah. Rob, Do you think he starts right away? That's what I'm hoping. Yeah. I agree. I would love him if he started right away. I mean, he's very familiar with the Premier League. It's like I, I don't consider this like a guy like learning the Premier. Obviously, he's not learning the Premier League, but. Um. No, it's just a weird. The, the team has just been so bad on the road <laughs> that I'm just not sure how to how I feel about Brady specifically yet. 
well, it could be that one caused the other, right? They've been they've been bad because they needed a player like Brady. Maybe, maybe. I'm I'm just trying to spin this positively. There's really no there's no there's no real justification for what I'm actually saying. It's a lazy stance. <laughs> but you love him. I feel the same way. I love Brady. Yeah, love Robbie Brady. Okay. Also, maybe some foreshadowing. <laughs> <laughs> On Watford's side. Troy Deeney is back in the goal-scoring mood, which is good to see. Uh, I, I guess. Are you going to take him it's against two, Eaton? I think it was two straight games now with a goal now. Uh, could be. Could be. Um, and I think he put an assist in there, too, somewhere. Uh, yeah, he... Yes. Uh, actually, I don't I know th- if he did, now that I said that. Maybe, maybe it was a fantasy yeah, assist. Yeah, two and two. Do you know how many shots he's taken to get those two goals? Three. Two. That was close. But you do love guys who get a ton of shots on goal, or at least percentage-wise. So that 100% shot-to-goal ratio is pretty good. Yeah, well. But no thanks. Yeah. There's no way I'm taking it. You said they started four center backs, too, against Arsenal? <laughs> right after I was, like, touting Stephen Ward. Uh, well, Ward's on Burnley, right? Why would you... What does that oh, have to do? Oh, you're talking about Watford. Talk Watford did. Yeah, sorry, Watford. Yes. Britos, Prodel, Kabul, and Cathcart all started in the back. Four, five, six. one, no less. Uh, I thought they were going to play six at the back. <laughs> Two wing backs flanking the four. Yuck. But yeah, I, I mean, Brady's really the only guy from Burnley. I played Barton last week, which wasn't bad. Wasn't great, but wasn't bad. But yeah, Brady is just so far and ahead better than everybody else on that team. Mm. particularly fantasy wise so uh, we'll see all right let's go on to southampton at st mary's taking on west ham uh similar to robbie brady uh west ham have a similar uh debut player potentially in robert snodgrass taking the place potentially of dimitri Payet, who had departed to marseille uh, also a potential debut for Southampton's Manolo Gabbiadini, mm-hmm. who I love playing with on FIFA 17. <laughs> yes. yes. I picked him up in the Rotowire Taga League. How many goals do you think he realistically scores the rest for the season? Rest Five. of the year? That's what I thought the number was, too. And I think that's actually pretty aggressive. So <laughs> I'm just like, like why that what, I, I, I have to replace Callum Wilson on that team. Yeah, okay. And also the fact that Sergio Aguero may not ever start again, but mm-hmm. we'll talk about that later. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. I, I just, I, I have, I'm not nearly as high on Gabbiadini now as I am of, or as a lot of other people, people are getting very excited about it and he's a very, you know, he's a good player, but transferring mid season into the premier league as a striker, that's not so easy. But hey, good luck. Good luck. Now you're making me feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll add separately that uh, Virgil van Dyke's out two to three months, and Claude Puel has already mentioned that Ryan Bertrand could play center back, which means either Jack Stevens or Maya Yoshida does not. I doubt they – well, I guess they could go three in the back, but that kind of – takes a big chunk of Bertrand's fantasy value on DraftKings, at least, because I can't imagine he'd be crossing much from a center back position. Uh, unlikely. Yeah. We could see your boy Steve McQueen come back. 
whatever. Or his grandson, Sam. Whichever sure. one t- plays for Southampton. Um, <clears throat> I'm sure he'll soar great heights. <laughs> Snodgrass came off the bench last week. Um, so I hope he starts because I just want to see what, what this team looks like when he's actually playing. Uh, Jose Font, big pickup, and they subsequently allowed four goals. So that one's a little work in progress. I'm just not yeah, sure. Come on, man. That was Manchester City. <laughs> um, who, like, if I was like Southampton wins two nothing, who do you think scores? That's my problem Andy, with Southampton. Andy Carroll. No, no. Oh, I meant. Oh, Southampton. Sorry, Southampton. You said. I did, uh, but yeah, Gabby Adini. Oh, right. <laughs> You're just gonna say that every week now. <laughs> uh, and just and just because I have him, Sophie on Buffal. Right. Right. Um. Your point is well taken. Dusan Tadic, too. Ugh. Ugh. I'm never rostering Dusan Tadic again. Oh, good. Yeah. So, like, you don't even need to, like, take him to, like, block him from me when we do head-to-heads because, like, I just, I'll never have him. Sounds good. No thanks. Keep doing that. Yeah. Um, He and Aaron Cresswell can go hang out together. <laughs> yeah, uh, they, well, they might in this game. Yeah. The, in the corners. In the corners, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, West Ham, I mean... You have Antonio, Lanzini, Snodgrass, Faguli. Like they've got Carroll. I mean, that's a, a pretty interesting attacking group. But um, I guess Lanzini took a corner. Snodgrass took one off the bench. The the, the set pieces will be interesting. You know, it's like tough to dive in on Snodgrass because well, you don't yeah, know I, if he's going to take well, them. Well, I think the more he plays, the more he'll take them. I, I agree. I just meant for this this week. Yeah. Um, I'm hesitant just because you just don't know. And without if them, Snod- it's kind of worthless. If, if Snodgrass starts, I play him. What? If Snodgrass starts, he's in my lineup. Yeah. That's how that that was my initial thought. That is I'm my just, only I'm thought. I'm not sure it's going to be as prolific fantasy-wise as I'm hoping. Because I think Lanzini can still poach a few. And Lanzini's on, been on penalties successfully. There's no reason to change him. I don't yeah, know. but that that I mean, Snodgrass doesn't need that for his value. The penalties. No, no, but it helps. <laughs> it always helps. Yeah. Just just like what I said about Robbie Brady not that long ago. Yeah, but like if you if Snodgrass is not on penal not on free kicks, Antonio is the best option, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I was actually it's just not even Lanzini who would be on I, free kicks. I was actually just about to ask you. Do you think that we we talked about this last week? Mikel Antonio's stock has to go up now, right? I'm not sure. I mean, it was already pretty high. I'm not sure. Like how much higher does it need to get? We know. I don't know. I don't know. But anyone in the FSA, I'm always looking to trade them. <laughs> um, I might be up for that actually. You want yeah. Bachelorette? No. It's only forty three bucks. Oh no! <laughs> Especially because I don't have uh, Diego Costa on that team. If I don't have both, oh. I don't want. Them, I don't oh, want okay. either. Okay. All right. We can we can figure that out another time. Yeah, I'm sure the game. podcast. This is why we're the finalists for that's podcast. Right. That's yeah. right. It must. It must be the MLS podcast, not this one. <laughs> All right, let's go on. Uh, Everton host Birdmouth, uh, as we just mentioned earlier, or not just. We mentioned earlier that Callum Wilson is out for the season. Um, ugh, just that's a tough one. It's a huge bummer. It's yeah. a huge bummer, especially because he's my only striker that I have in our 20 team keeper league. Mm. So, uh, and Manolo Gabbiadini is going to be on the market soon. Yeah. So guess who will be bidding pretty highly on that guy? Enjoy. Um, I'll have no choice. There are no forwards in that league. No, there aren't. I, uh, I have Hal Robson Kanu on my bench and I almost started him because I am starting Michi Batshuayi. 
because Walcott's been hurt. That's how bad it is. Um, yeah, it, yeah. And how about this? Just filling out 20 forwards for our rankings every week seems like I can breeze through like the goaltenders, yeah. the defenders and the midfielders. I can kind of like, you know, get those done pretty quick. But the forwards, when you get to like number seven, it's <laughs> like, good Lord, who, what? No. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, yeah. it's... You're like, is Shinji Okazaki a top 10 forward? And you're like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's an ugly one. The Peter big... Kraut, top 10. What? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, this game, Everton, um, we saw Morgan Schneiderlin and Tom Davis or Davies. I still don't know what we're calling him. Uh, start together last week, which the or last two days ago, which should be the end of uh, Gareth Barry. I know you're very upset about that. Yeah, um, that was... looked great. Um, in fact, the whole team looks great. They're playing three in the back, and um, the one kicker is that there was like the lead article on Everton's website today, which is probably just a smokescreen, but in case it's not, is that. Uh, Ronald Koeman is like seriously considering starting uh, Mola Lookman, who scored in that four nothing win over Man City a few weeks ago, and, and um, has been playing well in in their cup matches. Uh, Lookman is like a forward though; like he he either plays up front in a like a four four two with Lukaku, or he starts for Lukaku. Um, would you consider him at all? If he starts, yeah, that's what I mean. If he starts. Sure. Sure. We've seen Lukaku pair well with other players who play up front with him. Like, that's not foreign to Lukaku's game. You're not going to mention who your favorite one was? Aruna Kona. There we go. There we go. <laughs> um, Yeah, I mean, it has – I wonder if they do that, though. I mean, they obviously have to – I mean, I guess Lookman, they could play 3-5-2, Lookman... but – just, just to be fair, Lookman was purchased for next year, in my opinion. Oh, sure, sure. Because because their their feeling is, is that Lukaku is going to be sold to somebody in the summer. Yeah, no, 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 for sure. But that doesn't mean he can't play now. I mean, oh, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm just saying, like, I'm, I'm just, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I just wonder what oh, they. That was, man, that was some stammering yeah. Hall of Fame stuff there. I'm just, my guess is that they then go away from the three in the back because otherwise. You can do three, five, two. You can, but then who's dropping out? Morales, Barkley, like a guy, somebody who has he been is playing. not immune to dropping Barkley. That's true. That's true. I don't know, but that's the that's the thing. If if it's Morales who drops, now you have somebody else taking. You know that moves Barkley to free kicks most likely. Um, I doubt they give it to Baines. He hasn't had them in a while, but I don't know. We'll uh, we'll see. Morales is kind of the just the he's like consistently inconsistent, if you can say that. Um, like he's on corners at least, so you have a nice little floor on DraftKings, but he's not really a great open play crosser, and so I don't know. I don't know how I feel about him, and he barely plays seventy minutes. Is it the Junior Stoss and Ryan Fraser show at Bournemouth, along with Charlie Daniels, possibly? Um. Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, <clears throat> the corners actually went to like Sermon and somebody else last week. I think that's who it was. I think it's a whoever's closest now at this point. Yeah, literally just, I mean. You take it. I, eh. Yeah, that's kind of how it feels. I think I, I uh, tweeted out from the Roadwire Soccer account today. I forget what the exact number was, but it was something like I think nine different players have taken at least one corner 
for Burnmouth in the last six games. And so you're just kind of like, what are we doing here trying to focus on who the guy is? I, I think Frazier is probably the safest one of the group, though. I mean, he draws like a ton of fouls. He does take shots. Um, but he's obviously not scoring a ton, meaning scoring a lot of goals. Um, not that any of them are, but Stanislas is, you know, if Stanislas is not taking all corners, I'm just not sure the floor is there anymore. Yeah, and who knows? Uh, up front, you know, my guess will be Joshua King. will be get, get first crack, maybe Benikafobi, but I really do think Joshua King comes back. Um, I think they started both of them last week, um, which or two days ago, I keep last game week, we'll call it, um, which didn't particularly work out well. I think they played, trying to look it up here. Yeah, they played a 4-2-3-1 apparently with King basically in the number 10, which is not his position. But um, yeah, I think they're going to try to get both of them to play uh, and just see what happens. I mean, Everton have been really good defensively lately. Joel Robles has been great. Or, yeah, Joel Robles. I get it mixed up in my head with Luis Robles, who plays for the Red Bulls. Common mistake that everybody makes. I guess, yeah. Uh, oh, you know what we forgot to do? Maybe mm-hmm. We're going to work something out on the live podcast right now. Uh, so you know how you overtook me in the Taga Premier Division? I did. In, yep, you did by one point something points. Did you bring and this up points? because John Wallen just tweeted us that – he never got his invitation Didn't for either. today's podcast now that I'm no longer in first place. That's right. Uh, w- w- would you like to try to give him a call on Skype right now and see if he'll actually come on, just ad-lib? Um, not really. All right. Well, we'll skip him altogether. <laughs> All right, then. So let's move on to our next game. And we will, I just want him to hear that on the podcast. That it was yo that was said. That's said, no, that me, me, John. I'm sorry. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, we will travel. It's more to just Hall. I don't want the jinx to come because I assume that means I'm going to get knocked off this week. <laughs> So we'll travel to the Hawthorns now. We're still uh, come to town and take on West Brom. The Baggies, your favorite offensive force, because uh, Arsenal apparently don't have one. No. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I, I, I couldn't resist. Uh, it's Matt Phillips. It's Matt Phillips uh, and, and and a little Matt Phillips and then maybe some Chris Brown. Um, I think it's what more... I'm saying is do not take Solomon Rondo and I don't care what the matchup is. Um, Kevin Swanson, who writes our FanDuel article, um, presented me with a question today that I wanted to ask you as well. Um, I believe the question was, if how different are Spurs with Salomon Rondon instead of Harry Kane? Significantly, because Salomon Rondon has very little talent. But like, what does he not do that Kane does? So you know that round thing, like it has like a bunch of colors on it right now. <laughs> he uses his foot and his feet are the things that are at the bottom of his body, right? And he swings it in a kicking motion and he puts that round thing into that rectangular thing that has a little net behind it. That's the difference. Okay. But do you think Rondon would be able to kick the round thing into the rectangular thing more often if he played for Spurs? No. He, really? he doesn't you don't? have the talent. He, Harry Kane, you, I think you are grossly underestimating the skill that you are seeing from Harry Kane out there. Grossly. Okay. Are you, are you, is this like your arsenal, no, is this your arsenal colored glasses? Like just, no. just banging on a Spurs guy. No, of course like, I, I don't, I don't quite understand why you're not appreciating what you're seeing from Harry Kane. Um, I guess the, 
the question was really how much of Kane's goal scoring is because of Kane and how much is because of the guys who are setting him up. It, 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 Harry Kane has a lot to do with it, too. Okay. Okay. He, anyway, he, um, he, he needs to get to the right place. Solomon Rondone can't read a play if pick a children's book like he can't read like he can't read what's going on out there it has to be done for everything would have to be perfect to get solomon rondon a goal like the goalie would have to parry the ball right to solomon rondon with no goalie in front of him and then he can tap the ball in and even then i'm still not confident until the ball goes in the net okay all right I just, I, I wanted I, to ask you to. Um, I think Brunt is closer to Phillips than you're giving him credit for. Mostly because he's well, on all the set pieces. If, but if you, it's well, Matt Phillips does uh, the, it, it, when they score goals. Matt Phillips is involved in a very high percentage of them. So that I, I would, I mean, I would t- especially if you're considering them an offensive force, which you do. Uh, I would like to take the guy involved in the goal scoring part of it more than the guy who's just involved with taking corners. Um, I appreciate that, but like Brunt has more goals lately than Phillips. He does. He does. He does. And I'm thinking that from his left back spot, that's not repeatable. Um, okay. Both came as left backs though, or as a left back. I'm aware, but I'm just saying, I'm talking about playing it forward. Yes. If you, if you played Chris Brunt the last few weeks, I think you're going to get one of the highest point stretches over that time span. Yeah. That hot streak is gone. Okay. All right. Um, but I do, but don't get me wrong. I like Chris Brunt. I'm just saying Matt Phillips is that good. Okay. Um, in this system. Right. Right. And on the Stoke side. Um, Peter Crouch, nobody else. Do you think they score, though? No. But if you're going to take somebody, it's Peter Crouch and nobody else. Um, I think in this. The difficulty is that you never know if he's taking them, but like Charlie Adam had a great game against Everton. I, I refuse to take Charlie Adam. I, I've, I've taken him twice, and he's gotten me a combined total of negative three points. Um. Okay. All right. I, I, he's shakiri has been banged up, so so Adam has been getting the set pieces instead of Joe Allen, or there's really nobody else who would take them. So, um, about that Arnautovic guy. I don't, he wouldn't take set pieces, though. But I'm not sure. I mean, I'm not going to take Charlie Adam against West Brom. But it's just kind of weird how, not weird, but something to note that last week, actually, Allen, I don't know if Allen started now that I say that, but um, they they actually put up kind of a weird lineup. They had Affili and um, I guess it was just Affili. I don't know. That's a. I hate that I have that. I'm like thinking about Charlie Adam again. That's all. But I'm not taking any Stoke guys this week. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, now we're back to the sanity portion of the podcast. All right, Hull City, uh, Liverpool travel to Hull to take on the resurging Hull City. We come off their exciting nil-nil draw with Manchester United. Liverpool coming off their one-one draw with Chelsea. It's still Liverpool, right? Liverpool. I mean, Liverpool. They, I guess you could say they righted the ship, and now they just need to keep going with that confidence. No, no, no. They've had the confidence. <sighs> Hull are playing a lot better, though. I do want to make that point. 
They are. Yep, for sure. Uh, Harry Maguire has been awesome. Uh, My God, you love Harry like, like your word association with Hull City is Harry Maguire at this point. Well, now that it's Especially not Snodgrass, like, yeah. With who? Who are you going to think of? Abel Hernandez. Oh come on! Abel Hernandez had a clear goal last week too, or three days, two days ago, and just muffed the entire thing. Oh my gosh! Oh, anyway. Um, David Marshall. <clears throat> no, Andrew it's Jakubovic now. <laughs> my word association is out of date. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, it's Harry Maguire and Evandro which gives you all you need to know about why you should have as many Liverpool options. Um, Sadio Mane, I assume, starts this one because yep, they I, desperately I need him. him. Mo- yeah, so basically uh, I have survived my Pre- Taga Premier League uh, AFCON misses, mm. uh, and I'm just just barely out of first place, so I'm pretty happy about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I still have a really struggling Paul Pogba. Yeah. Who else did you have at AFCON? I had Sadio Mane, Sofian Buffal, and I dropped two other guys. Oh. Well, Buffal wasn't. Buffal scored lot. nine points on his game back last week. Yes, he's, he's he is really good, sneaky good on Taga. Hmm. All right. Um, yeah, I'm just waiting. I still don't even have Idrissa Gueye back, which is just killing me. But I had Slimani, who I never played anyway. I guess those were the only ones. Um, yeah, this... Um, yeah, so it's just a matter of like who, if Mane comes back, I assume it's Wijnaldum who sits, uh, or Emery oh, Chan. Yeah. yeah. Chan and then, <laughs> and I still assume Firmino starts as the nine instead of Sturridge or Origi. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. I, 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 I think I, I don't even know if I ranked Origi. I thought, I, I know I thought about it, but I don't think. I've been basically staying away from them. I mean, our rankings for those who don't know, are based off of the Premier League official game. So um, that's where, you know, Firmino's a midfielder there. So that's why we have him as such. But, I mean, I don't think Origi or Sturge starts, which is why I don't rank them. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. But Liverpool, basically, I, I mean, Coutinho, I think this is the game where you start seeing him making impact. Yeah, I mean, they're they're a very different team with Mane's speed. So, um, you know, if he starts... Because I mean, you should cert, you should expect the the Liverpool of old, and anybody who thinks they're going to get a lot of out of Jakubovic, I mean, is Hull City really going to shut out Liverpool and Man or Manchester United and Liverpool back to back? It's really dependent. On, yeah, right. It really is dependent on how many shots on target there are compared to yeah. goals. Right. Right. I mean, at what percentage of the shots on target do you think are going to go in from Liverpool? Are they going to take their chances? Um, and put them on target. Like the key thing is you have to put the chances on target right. and, have, and have them not go in. Yeah. Uh, I I would think that the goals outweigh the saves. Yeah. Uh, I believe so as well. Yeah. I think Liverpool win this like 4-1. Yeah. I tweeted because something. They will, they will not keep a clean sheet. Yeah. I was in a head. I played uh, Darren Randolph in this midweek slate. Um, and I played a head-to-head against a guy who had Jakubovic. And it was like the classic case. I tweeted this. A classic case of what can happen when you don't pay up for a goal not that paying up for a goalie but basically if you go for cheap goaltenders whereas randolph got me a minus eight and Jakubovic had 18 points so theoretically you should be able to think that he could do that again but back-to-back games like that against these two sides and i'll probably look elsewhere for a cheap goalie tom heaton had 20 points he did crystal palace yeah, again, that's right. Crystal Palace hosts Sunderland 
Uh, would you like to go into your expert analysis on this game? Um, I, think, I know there's one line you want to say. Uh, I'm actually going to specifically say it is not a Patrick Van Onholt revenge game. How about a Sam Allardyce revenge game? Uh, could be that too. In fairness, they I think Sam both of those is... things work the other way. Like both of I those guys Sam... chose to leave Sunderland. I think Sam Allardyce is the only manager to manage both Newcastle and Sunderland. Okay. Just some quick, just some quick facts. Um, I'll take your word for it. It's disarming, right? When I come with something like that. Uh, it is a little bit, yeah. But especially because you know, there's no guarantee that it's actually right. I was gonna say, um, yeah, I it could be right. I don't know. Um, my knowledge doesn't span that far. But the who's your best player from this game? Which is really who's the well no let me yeah, who's the best player in this game? Talent or points? Both. I think the answer is the same. It's not Joe Ledley. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, I still want to say Christian Benteke. Really? Cri- wow. Talent wise, for wow. sure. Okay. <sighs> is it really not Wilfred Zaha? Oh, that's right. I thought Zaha was still gone. Yeah, no, it's okay. it's Zaha. Uh, like, I couldn't you're, believe you're, this was. You're absolutely you're Gosh. absolutely right. Okay. you are absolutely right. I was absolutely wrong. Yeah, I love Zaha this week or yeah. Zaha. Yeah. I still don't know how you pronounce his name. Yeah, sure. Tomato, tomato, tomato. Okay. Yeah. Well, names I feel like don't really. Despite how many people in England say Roberto Martinez, even though it's clearly Martinez, but anyway, um, the. Sunderland guys are awful, and I'll stay away from all of them. No, that's not true. I may kick the tires on, like, Didier and Dong on FanDuel. I thought about Didier and Dong on DraftKings. I, so, spoiler alert, oh I did not take him. Why? No, because he, he can fill out the defensive parts of the stat sheet. I and know, I also but... thought about picking him up on uh, on Taga. Yeah, that's where you should think about it. Well, I, I didn't. Five tackles <laughs> in each of the last two games, though. That's pretty good. Right, but you're still. I mean, and he's going to be forced to put in. He's going to be put in those positions a lot, playing for Sunderland. Like that's not slowing down his opportunities to get tackles. Yeah, I mean, the last two games were against Liverpool and Tottenham. I'm not sure Palace represents the same opportunities as much as I love Wilfred Zaha. Well, yeah, Wilfred Zaha will just run right past them. Right. That's yeah. The exactly. Exactly. That's why we like Wilfred Zaha. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it'll be interesting to see what. If because they did not go three in the back last week, but they did start Van Anholt at left back, um, so I assume they do that. I don't know if they'll do that again. It seems like this team should play three at the back because they have three good enough center backs in Tompkins, Dan, and Delaney, and Van Anholt is not a defender, despite the D everywhere in front of his name. <laughs> I want to respond to that, but I just can't. Okay. I just can't. All right. I'm going to say it. This is a Patrick Van Anhalt revenge game. Yeah, it's not. The Sunderland revenge game. The problem oh. is all of their players are so bad. They're, you're relying on Javier Manquillo and Billy Jones. I always thought his name was Javier Tranquillo, like meaning calm. And when I found out it wasn't, I was like, oh, it's, it's 
it's really disappointing. And I kind of wish that Mankio meant disappointment, but it didn't. <laughs> I had to look that one up. It just it, it doesn't mean that. Hmm. There's a Tranquillo Barnetta for the Philadelphia Union. <laughs> oh, I love where this conversation is going. <laughs> All right, let's move on. We have Tottenham at White Hart Lane taking on Middlesbrough. It's going to be a game where we're all going to say this one might be a little more defensive than we think, and I'm going to say, nope, Tottenham will crush them. Hmm. Um, I crush. I think they will crush Middlesbrough. Okay. Okay. Um, I I don't see it, but well, that's because you and hate not, Harry. Not that I don't see it. That's because you hate Harry yeah. Kane. <laughs> Yeah, the Solomon Rondon think, of White Hart yeah, Lane. Yeah, you, you think Solomon Rondon would lead them to the same scoreline. <laughs> um, God, that was so insulting to Harry Kane. Um, the, I, I'm looking at our um, at our lineup page. It's just like a page that I have open during our podcast. And I see in our expected lineup for Middlesbrough, they have Adam Clayton, Adam Forshaw, and Adam Atriore. Does that make you think maybe they're better than they are Middlesbrough. <laughs> yeah. I, don't know. I think they're, I think they're just as advertised. Here. Okay. Um, if you think that's the case, then all of their defenders should be decent options on FanDuel Fabio or Bernardo Barragon came back last week after we said he wasn't going like to Fabio which is nice. Bernardo was, it should be one person. <laughs> It probably is a person. Um, <laughs> I'm sure there is someone yeah, named gotta, Fabio Bernardo. Yeah. Or Bernardo but... Fabio, either way. Um, <laughs> it works both ways. Yeah. But Barragon had seven tackles last week, which um, and five interceptions, which is pretty good on FanDuel. So um, I bet people will will be interested there. But uh, the Spurs back line, they'll probably be without Danny Rose. They're already without Jan Vertonghen, so we'll see Kevin Vimmer and most likely Ben Davies. Um, not what about, that. What about Cameron Carter Vickers? Um, CCV. CCV. Um, I doubt he starts. He, As the kids call him. Yes. Um, he's an American, you know. Thank you. He's yes, the American yes. that made the Spurs lineup and not. Um, DeAndre Yedlin. DeAndre Yedlin. Is the name you're looking yes, for. Yes, it was. <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah. I mean. I, Erickson, I think, is still my top play from Spurs. As much as you yeah. love Harry Kane, yeah, when I was fill, when I was filling out my DraftKings lineup, I must have like accidentally scrolled down a little bit, and I saw like the top of the defenders list. I'm like, Kieran Trippier, what? How is this possible? Hmm. <laughs> Someone's been reading my late night journals, and then yes. uh, it's not. It's not. No. <laughs> I was like, no, forty four hundred. No, that can't be right. Hmm. Okay. Yes, that's right. It was not right. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Okay, let's get to the Sunday games. Uh, both Manchester sides are available on Sunday, and I think a lot of people will be drawing from both of them. Manchester City are at home taking on Swansea at 8.30 in the morning on Sunday. Uh, this is all your prelude to the uh, to the Super Bowl on Sunday, mm-hmm. February 5th. Mm-hmm. So uh, City, I, I think, and I think uh, the Premier League did its best job of getting out of the way. Uh, Manchester City against Swansea should be a bloodbath. Uh, really? Yes. Okay. And do you think it's a score? Let me rephrase. Do you think Swansea scores? Like, do you think this is like a four nothing, or do you think it's like a five one or five two? I think there'll be a disappointing one at the end for for Swansea. Okay. 
Okay. Like maybe even like a late penalty for Gilfie Sigurdsson or mm-hmm. something. Like so, so something really lame. Well, th- that's really where I was going with that is if you play this two-game slate, you have to have players from three teams. And Sigurdsson versus anybody on Leicester. I haven't seen the prices yet, but you could argue that Sigurdsson has more upside than anybody, or I'm sorry, has a safer high floor than anybody on this slate. Agreed. So... Agreed even, though, even though it's a bloodbath, you still. I, yeah, I, I think if you're in GPP, you're gonna get crushed because everyone's gonna have Sigurdsson as that third team guy. But I, I would argue that he could be the first guy you pick from well, this slate. Well, you know that is a good that is a good argument. Uh, I understand that as an argument, I really do. But if you're in a GPP, I think you have to that you have to spot the points where you can, unless you feel that you would be so far behind the eight ball if you don't take Sigurdsson. You need to if you can't make up those points, then I don't think you can make them up. That's how I'll put it. Fair enough. All right. On the Manchester City side, does it does it matter if Sergio Aguero or Gabe Jesus starts up front? <laughs> now he's Gabe Jesus. That's right. G Jesus. Um I Nobody messes with G Jesus. I wouldn't rule out both of them starting. <laughs> okay, yeah, sorry. I was disappointed that there was no reaction to that. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Uh yeah, I think both of them could start. There have been many, many discussions that Pep, uh, Pep Guardiola doesn't like Sergio Aguero due to some attitude reasons. Uh, I don't know the truth of that personally, but I mean, he's got his guy. Yeah, the problem is he's 19. and I love how that's somehow deemed a problem. <laughs> like, why well, is it's just I don't think you problem? can I don't think you can legitimately. <laughs> Uh, try to win a title with a twenty-year-old striker. As your, as your, uh, does that happen? One who came into Brazil, from Brazil three weeks ago. Are they winning a title without him yeah, this year? Right. Well, not this year. Yes, they're winning. They're not winning the title. The whole, but the whole point is, if you feel like you could just get with the top four with like a nineteen-year-old to get that nineteen-year-old first-team experience, why not? I'm not sure they can. Oh, that's that's what I mean. There, there's where we differ. I think, I think you can play him against any of the bottom teams at the top of this team uh, with Kevin De Bruyne behind him, and you, he'll be just fine. <laughs> Kevin De Bruyne, Raheem Sterling, Dominic Silva. I think he'll be. Lately, he did. He scored and got an assist on uh, yesterday, whatever it was. He, uh, no, he didn't get get an assist. Uh, I read, uh, maybe it was one of those fantasy assists because no, yeah. I, I, I view my stats on the FPL official app. Yeah, he I mean, he has a goal in back to back games. One of the Spurs one was so fluky. And yesterday he literally did nothing other than that. Nothing. That was his only shot. Created one chance. Hit three crosses all from corners. He got a yellow card. I mean, he's been awful lately. But scoring goals. Yes, the goals happen to be scoring. He has as many goals as Chris Brunt in the last two games. Oh, there you go. You see what you did with me? You just pulled it right back around. Yeah. But anyway, Fernandinho, I think Fernandinho starts, and I think Yaya gets a break because Yaya just, it's a lot of minutes on Yaya lately. Um, And, yeah, I'd like to see Gabriel and Aguero start together just to see what happens. And then maybe have Kalechi Iannaccio on the other side just for – He's done. He's done. I love how he's done at like 20 years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not that he, he's done at City. Who's he playing over? Good point. 
They had Nolito too, remember? But he's 30. Nolito's close to 30. Right, and Iannaccio is stuck behind him. Okay. The close to 30 means that won't last long. Anyway, anyone other than Sigurdsson worthwhile on Swansea? Um, Martin Olsen, if he's cheap again. I haven't looked at the Sunday prices, but even then... I used to love Martin Olsen on Norwich. Yeah, even then, I mean... Tough matchup. That would be a good GPP play right there. I guess, I mean... It's a volatile player who ha- who not many people will take. Um, I'm not sure not many people would take him, just because he... I mean, the city uh, defenders are useless. Um, so are the Leicester options. And so you're left with Daly Blind, Antonio Valencia, and Taylor. Because I don't think anybody's paying for Fuchs anymore. No. Probably not. All right. Speaking of Fuchs, let's go over to Leicester. They entertain Manchester United, uh, who need to, uh, well, who are going to be asking for the press to tell the truth about their performances. And Mm -hmm. I think they're going to say that the truth is. I think that the truth is going to be that the press will say that they've stunk. Uh, yeah, I think that's uh, a fair assessment given the results. I keep, I'll keep, i say this. I'll keep saying this. Where would this team be without Zlatan? Um, lower? Significantly is yeah. the way I would put that. Yeah. Uh, significantly lower. Like they would be nowhere. That, I mean, it's a. Sh- I mean, I don't. I don't want to say it's a shame. The team has to play a certain way because Zlatan is their center forward. However, they should be playing better, even given the fact that Zlatan is up there. I where, mean, Paul Papa looks like a man completely lost out there, and that uh, is. Where? That, I mean, sorry, go ahead. Where is United if they have Harry Kane instead of Zlatan? A little lower. Okay. Okay. I mean, Zlatan oh. is a very special I know. center forward. Yeah, I won't ask where they are with Rondon. Um, Mkhitaryan's been pretty horrific as well. It's almost like they, I, I don't, I don't know what I, happened to Mkhitaryan honestly, and Pogba. Well, here's the thing. I don't think Jose Mourinho knows how or I don't think he enjoys employing a system that enables so many players to have tactical freedom. Because I feel that Mkhitaryan and Pogba need tactical freedom that they can be in a lot of different places. And he like, can't stand to have two of them. Yeah, he can't, that's too many. Okay. Like if it if, like if it was just like a, a, I'm just gonna put let me see here. If it was just Eden Hazard. Yep. If it was just uh, if you want to go back to Real Madrid. If it was just um, Cristiano Ronaldo. Like th- th- it, that's the maximum. Like that's that that is the absolute maximum. When it was when it was when it was both Angel Di Maria and and Ronaldo, guess what? Mm-hmm. Di Maria was gone. Mm-hmm. Like it was. I just don't think he can have two players. Jose who need didn't the sell him though, right? Wasn't he back at Chelsea already? Uh, yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. Either way, they're awful, <laughs> particularly Mkhitaryan, fantasy wise, at least. Pogba's still taking a ton of shots though. It's he's like like he makes Philippe Coutinho blush for how many shots he's been taking that just sail into row Z. Yeah, that's what he does. Yeah. Uh, it's it's so frustrating to own him on on Taga 
because it's like I want him to keep shooting like that, but I also want him to start putting it on target so I can get more points for everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And maybe a goal once in a while would be nice. You yeah, know, just uh, fourth overall pick. I'm looking. Oof, I'm looking at his game log now. In his last twelve games, he's taken forty three shots and scored two goals. Is that bad? Um, that feels bad. Sixteen goals on net or on target. Excuse me, not on the net. Um, how many games did I say that was? Twelve. 12. Uh, let's go to our stat page here. Last twelve games. Taking you behind the curtain. Yeah. Anybody who has a RotoWire subscription can do this as well. Go literally weeks 12 through 23. Most shots. Let's see. He's third behind Alexis, who has 43, but nine goals. Christian Eriksen, 49 shots, five goals. And then Pogba, 43 and two goals. The next guy with only two goals over that span is Kevin De Bruyne, who's only taken 27 shots. Of course, it's De Bruyne. Good company. All right. Uh, Nathan Redmond, by the way, 26 uh, shots, zero goals over that span. <laughs> so oh. you're saying there's a chance. Yeah. John Wallen. That's All right. right. Uh, uh, Leicester City, uh, are they no. the biggest no. barren wasteland outside oh. of maybe like Stoke? What's funny is that everyone, you know, not everybody, but like you, know, you have to be thinking like, well, they've got they've got Mahrez back now. Slimani's a little banged up, but like when he gets fit, they'll be just as bad as they were before. Like, like they're getting players back to a team that was awful. Um, Demarai Gray has been kind of an interesting fantasy option. Yeah, he's uh, my only forward eligible player on uh, on EFSA. EFSA, yeah. Um, uh, Wilfred Ndidi's been good uh, in terms of defensive stats from FanDuel. Of, a little bit, but not great. Um, Drinkwater's been a disaster in every format. Um, Albrighton has been really hit or miss as well. Uh, I don't even know if Vardy is playing. So I'm in Musa alive. Uh, Musa, he's alive as far as I know, um, but not playing. It's just like, not only are they not playing, you know, there we see really, I mean, Swansea is the example. We have, uh, a terrible team, but we have at least one good fantasy option, and yeah, I, every single one on on Lester's all like. There's I no way like I'm taking Mahrez. There are, three, there are three teams where you can't really like pin down who you'd want to play, and it's Watford, it's uh, Stoke, and Leicester. Mm-hmm. Like those are the three biggest. I, I would say wastelands. Yeah, I mean, it, it seems like Mahrez should be usable. Um, he takes a few shots, but like, it's just like a couple shots. He sends in like a couple crosses. He doesn't take free kicks. And it's like, he's basically just turned into a goal dependent midfielder and he hasn't scored since Thanksgiving. Reminds me of all my DraftKings teams. (laughs) Speaking of, let's get to our DraftKings teams. Uh, I I couldn't really check the lineups or anything during midweek, so uh, I pardon I pardon you with my terrible performance. I did have players that didn't play, so uh, you know a nice little bye week for nice midweek bye week for you. But I'm coming back with a vengeance this weekend. There we go. Starting with Tom Heaton in goal because apparently DraftKings only does win percentages and doesn't look at the actual points being scored, no matter who they play against. And Tom Heaton averages double digit points a week for a goaltender, and he only costs four. 
4300 bucks, and he should be in 100% of lineups this weekend. It's the biggest no-brainer on the history of Planet FPL. Uh, I will only add that um, the only times – well, that's not totally true, but um, most um, – oh, forget it. Yes. Thank play you. Him. I'm not. I I, I specifically passed on him just so I could make you feel better about taking him. But um, I paid 41 for Darren Randolph because I can't imagine they get smoked by Southampton. You don't need to make me feel better about Tom Heaton. I always feel great about him. <laughs> okay. Who are your defenders? <laughs> I have Patrick Van Anholt in his revenge game at 4700. And I have Nathaniel Klein for Liverpool uh, at 4500 which I thought was a nice little bargain there, actually, for Nathaniel Klein. Hmm. Hmm. Well, if you can't have Trippier. Um, That's correct. <laughs> uh, I paid 36 for my boy Harry Maguire and 78 for Milner. I think this is yeah, gonna, I, that's a big cross opportunity for James Milner this week. I, I, like, I like one of those two. <laughs> yeah. I, I went with the two more balanced options rather than the – making sure that you get 15 points out of James Milner approach. Uh, okay. Which is, you know, which has proven to be pretty steady this season. So it it's not been. like it's a bad decision. I'm not knocking you for it. It's just, uh, I, I've decided to spend my money elsewhere. Um, how much are you really expecting out of Klein? Like eight points. Um, do you know how many higher times? Than his average. It's higher than his average. Do you know how many times he's scored eight in his last 10 games? I mean, like, I can go to that page now, and I can see that it's once, two, twice, two, three times, no, twice, yeah, two times a lady, <laughs> two times, okay. But he has scored seven three other times. Mm-hmm. But, like, mm-hmm. the, the, anyway, against Hull, I think there's a, there's a pretty good chance that they'll, they'll they'll have opportunities for everybody. Okay. I think they you're. To... I think you're better off with like Ben Davies. I thought about Ben Davies. I did, uh, especially because I ranked him second in our weekly rankings. You did. You uh, did. But I've, I've decided to go with Nathaniel Klein. Okay. If not only to prove to myself that Kieran Trippier, Trippier would be yes. a better defender at right back for that team than Nathaniel Klein. Okay. Okay. Um, who else you got? Well, I mean, you need. Oh, that's right. I. I well, yeah. All right. I have Do one, I two, three midfielders only. Okay. I have Robbie Brady. Mm-hmm. At 4,600. I have Robert Snodgrass at 7,900. Mm-hmm. And I have your favorite player in the world, Dusan Tadic, at 6,600. Oh. All right. Well, at least I know I'm winning this week. Um, I have five midfielders, right. basically. Um, I also have Brady. Uh, I had Snodgrass and decided to pass on Snodgrass. Um, Knowing I would take him? Not, <laughs> not that. Um, I... I'm going to wait and see on Snodgrass in terms of set pieces. I don't feel like... If you're not going to wait and see on Robbie Brady, who are going to be in almost exactly the same place. No. No, I disagree that, that they're in the same that they're in the same place. Um, I think Brady has a much better possibility to get those free kicks, and he's also $3,000 cheaper. That is true. Um, so I have Brady, uh, Chris Brunt at 54... Christian Eriksen at 99, uh, Morales at 65, and Zaha at 73. I have in my two forward spots, Harry Kane at 94, 
and Romelu Lukaku at 8,000. I think it's a good time to have elite forwards. I'm taking a chance, Andrew. I'm taking a chance. It's funny to – so you like the elite forwards, but you didn't take either of the Liverpool options that you could play at a forward spot, Mane or Firmino. Just pointing it out. I need to see, first of all, that Mane will start. Mm-hmm. I also need to see that Firmino but you would, will, you would start in the nine. Yes. Because if Firmino doesn't start in the nine, I'm not interested. Mm-hmm. If, so. you, if you saw that, though, would that change your – do you have money to move up from – I have I have zero dollars left. Oh, okay. So okay. you'd but be replacing Kane. Yeah, I'd have to take out Kane to get money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And basically, if I took out Kane, I'd actually want to try to save money to get Erickson, but now I can't because you took Erickson. Right. Well, you could against everybody else. Yes, but Kane, I, I, the, play, the player really who bad. I would want to, the player who I would want would be Kane. I'm sorry, would be um, Erickson if I wanted to try to upgrade Harry Kane. Right, right. Okay. All right, let's call it then, shall yeah. we? All right, this is the uh, An- uh, the Andrew Wallen, the uh, the John Wallenless uh, Mike Gottlieb in second place podcast. Uh, so for Andrew, who is now in first place in the Premier Divi- uh, Premier Division Taga League. Uh, and also the FSWA finalist for podcast of the year. Congratulations to Andrew for that. Uh, I have been Mike Gottlieb, and this has been the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. Good luck, everyone, this weekend. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.